you know, we've talked a lot about this in between media this season. There's going to be curveballs coming your way. Hate's a strong word. I dislike Kirk Cousins more than probably any other quarterback. And I get a little bit of that rookie-itis, you know? I would have said, I would love some of what you're Even though I'm straight, I'm still stuck between an interpretation, what it all means. Can I make a difference or something different? My mind in prison, then I saw the vision. Played the field, it's no competition. Found success through the repetition. If it's impossible, stick to the mission. I'm just cruising through on my way to get it. I found myself somewhere in between. Yeah, I found myself somewhere in between. It's Tuesday, December 28th, 2021, week 17 of the fantasy football season. This is the In Between Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Seth Wilcock, joined by the Pole Boats, Nathaniel and Jennifer. Guys, yo, I can't believe we are here. Week 17, four and some months change into this fantasy football season. It feels like just yesterday we were kicking it and canting together, enjoying each other's companies. And now here we are four plus months into it about to round out the season. Yeah. It's crazy, man. I mean, like, seriously, we were, I feel like we were just in Canton. I was just looking at pictures the other day, hanging out with all you guys. I can't believe like championship weekend for most. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. How many yeah. championships are you guys in? Jen? Three. Okay. Okay. I'm also in three, um, narrowly, narrowly got into a couple of them somehow, got in our office league and our IDP league that we do together. Um, but I was in 10 playoffs. So I really got, I really got wiped out in, in week 15. That was a tough one to come back from. Got, ended up getting third in my Scott Fishbowl conference. Tough loss, but my guys played valiantly. I had to start Davis Mills and Big Ben at QB this week. So uh, got to do what you got to do. Nate, how did your season play out so far? Um, three championships. I made 11, made playoffs in 11 leagues. I got wiped out last week. Yeah. Even with buys, like having buys and oh, yeah. it was just, it was bad. Um, yep. I'm stoked to be in the three I'm in. One of them's a Devi league. So awesome. I was 0 and 7 to start the season. <laughs> yeah. I'm stoked because two, at least two of the three are, uh, money leagues. So I will take that. I feel like week 16 kind of restored my hope a little bit in fantasy football after a bummer week 15. Week 16 was filled with a lot of highlights, um, a, a couple disappointments, a couple injuries that we will talk about today. But overall, week 16 was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it was interesting football for sure. There's a lot of strange things that happen, but I mean, that's been the whole season. So, yeah. <laughs> offensive came to life guys and right in time for championship weekend. So we are going to break down what we saw in week 16, how we can translate it into our week 17 championship matchups. Um, We got some front and center for you tonight. We got some matchup management, our sure thing sleepers of the week championship edition, of course. And then we're going to talk new year's at the end. Would you rather guys, if you are new to the in-between fantasy football podcast, it's our way of blending feel good lifestyle advice with fantasy football advice. 
If you want to follow us on Twitter, I'm at between underscore Seth FF. Nate is at Janate Jack FF and Jen is at Jen Pullvote. If you want to follow the site, everything we have going on at in between media, we have content coming out seven days a week for uh, just a little bit over a week yet. We're going to go through week 18. Um, but after that, we will slow down a little bit, but we got a lot of great stuff coming for you in the off season. So make sure you tune into in between media at IBT underscore media on all your social platforms. Um, guys, let's go ahead and get ready into some uh, front and center presented by our friends over at Monkey Knife Fight. And I, I think the reason that we love Monkey Knife Fight here at In Between Media, especially this time of year, is football's almost over. At least the main slate of fantasy football season is almost over. So if you want to try to get in on some NBA action, any MLB action, they have also some NASCAR um, DFS action, golf DS, DFS action, UFC as well. Um, all, all sports that we cover here at In Between Media. If you want to sign up for Monkey Knife Fight, um, go ahead and use our promo code IBT. You're going to get a free $5 game and a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So again, guys, it's promo um, code IBT at Monkey Knife Fight. Uh, make sure you guys get on that. And let's go ahead and get into some front and center. Sometimes taking that first step out the door is the hardest thing to do. Give it a chance, you'll be begging for more. Save the spot just for you. We're all somewhere in between. How about you come to the place? Just try to someone. Ain't gotta worry about what it means. Come and give me another because the night is young. At least I so thought. All right, guys, that catchy tune. It's getting me in the mood for New Year's, which is also coming up this weekend. Before we get into the fantasy football action front and center style, do you guys have any New Year's plans you'd like to share? Um, Nope. <laughs> We're not doing anything. <laughs> no. That's the one day of the year I cannot stay up until midnight. I mean. Serious? Yeah, I have yeah. no idea what it is. We stay up until midnight every single night almost. And. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it, I am asleep on the couch by like 10 30. Maybe it's the programming. Maybe that's boring me. I don't know. But I think it's even if we watch a movie. Yeah. Is Jackson staying at my parents' house New Year's yeah. Eve or New Year's Day? New, New Year's, Year's Eve? Eve? Okay. So maybe we will do something this year. Maybe. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. You guys are always the busiest people. And then on the on the one night that people are busy, <laughs> you guys are tucked in your houses, hiding away from everyone. Yeah. Well, we, we threw New Year's Eve parties for a lot, a lot, mm -hmm. a lot of years. Mm -hmm. And then the final one was just, I think, the nail in the coffin for us. And we're not invited out and we don't invite people over. So it's all good. Yeah. Well, if you guys want to come to Happy Valley, there's a place for you here. Um, I, I'm going to be joined actually by Nate Miller at ISM. Our, oh, cool. uh, yeah, the guy who makes all the music for us here at In Between Media. He's coming up for the weekend. So excited to see him and his girlfriend. And uh, who knows, we might have a new theme song by the end of the weekend. So uh, <laughs> excited about that, guys. I was also excited about what happened on Sunday with Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Mm. We saw what we think we could have seen all year from this team. They're finally gelling. All, all, all cylinders are firing. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've seen them at different times. T. Higgins have a good game. Jamar Chase have a good game. Some Joe Mixon games along the way as well. But they, they fired on all cylinders here with no Lamar Jackson, no Tyler Huntley for the Baltimore Ravens. Joe Burrow, he completed 37 of 46 passing attempts, 
for 525 yards and four touchdowns. Would have been five, but one got called back at the end. Um, going going forward at the very, you know, till the very end, they didn't care how much they were up. They were still throwing it deep um, with a little over two minutes to go. T. Higgins, great day for him, 12 for 194 and two. Jamar Chase, seven for 125. And then Tyler Boyd, three for 85 and one. So we saw all these guys step up. Joe Mixon had a great game as well. Guys, how awesome was it to, to see Joe Burrow and, and these weapons come to life, especially when we needed it in fantasy football? My God, it was amazing. And he was pretty humble about it afterwards, too. I mean, his mm-hmm. his press afterwards, he was a, a little salty, but also, like, my God, man, game of a lifetime. Dude, 500-yard passing games don't come <laughs> around often. Like, And then you couple that with four touchdowns. And seeing what I wasn't surprised to see him struggle earlier in the season. I kind of expected it, even though he did look good. You could tell there's a little dust that he was shaking off. And I think it's completely gone. Like you said, Seth, this team is gelling right now. And this offense is just disgusting. And you don't, I don't, I wouldn't want to be a team that's going to have to face them in the playoffs because they're and Burrow is a huge part of that. He's just been electric. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's safe to say, we said it last week going into that Baltimore game. The Baltimore D is very beaten up, especially in that secondary. And they're the type of defense, no matter the personnel, they're going to be playing man-to-man. And against the Bengals, that's bad news, baby. So uh, I think the takeaway here is obviously you're firing off the Bengals the rest of the way. You might have missed your your, uh, your, your time to buy them. And Dynasty, the recency bias, yeah. will be through the roof for these guys heading into the offseason. So keep that in mind as well. Um, but, you know, I think here the rest of the way out, whatever matchups um, you're playing, look for the Baltimore Ravens defense as one of them because yep. their defense you can exploit now, especially with no Lamar Jackson on the other side. I need him back so bad. <laughs> Just this week. Well, Just this week. Absolutely. And the crazy thing about you know that game too is Josh Johnson, once again, we've seen him step in for two different teams this year, play very, very valiantly, like the best I've ever mm-hmm. seen Josh Johnson plays. Mark Andrews is just, I mean, that guy is a league winner. We haven't talked Mm -hmm. about it enough on this show or anywhere in this industry, but Mark Andrews, what he's doing is unprecedented. Right now, he has at least eight catches for 115 yards and a touchdown over the last three weeks, at least. And that's with three different quarterbacks. Josh Johnson just coming off the street. Like Mark Andrews is a world beater, man. Well, I think it speaks to the quality of coaching. Mm-hmm. and how prepared these young quarterbacks are coming in to replace Lamar. Yes, sir. Because obviously Huntley was ready. Josh Johnson was ready to go. These guys are ready. And Mark Andrews is a big sure-handed target. Of course, he's going to get fed by these guys. They can't stretch the field as much as Lamar Jackson does. He's a perfect intermediary target. They don't really have a running game to speak of. So Especially without Lamar, like Devonta yeah. Freeman's kind of lost his juice the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks because there's no one drawing anyone off of them. They're stacking the box when they can. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it makes, I mean, Mark Andrews is phenomenal. It's been great to see, but I think it really is just a testament to this coaching staff, what they've been able to do with these young quarterbacks to allow him to continue to be featured. Mm-hmm. I, I obviously love Mark Andrews. I've spoken to him about him a million times. Um, he, I, I think I have him in at least three leagues and I was getting him kind of on the lower end, I thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Later yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, so I've been happy. He's probably one of the reasons why I'm in three championships. Yeah, we'll give up. We'll give out our IBT press awards at the end of the season. 
look back. I'm sure Mark Andrews is going to be up for that MVP nomination. I'm happy as well. I have Mark Andrews in over 50% of my leagues. And the leagues I didn't get him, I got TJ Hawkinson. So I was really happy to, you know, at least have have one good tight end. But Mark Andrews continues to be brilliant. The Bengals, they're firing all cylinders. Exploit that Ravens defense moving forward. Um, guys, some sour news on the weekend. Looks like James Robinson, the talented running back, undrafted free agent for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He went down early in this one with a torn Achilles. Um, first of all, I mean, this sucks, man. I mean, Nate, you've been as big of a James Robinson guy as, as there's been out there. You advocated him when Travis Etienne was still in the fold. Um, w- what's your takeaway on a personal level for this? Cause I mean, this sucks. It's that, that's exactly it. It sucks. I'm sad for him. Um, and I'm, I'm mad for him that urban Meyer kind of dicked around with him all season when he yeah. could have been just riding James Robinson, like he should have Yeah, because James Robinson, when he's used is a top five back in the NFL. And now he's got a torn Achilles. I mean, I know there, I just think we might've seen the end of James Robinson and that's a real bummer <clears throat> because he could have been a very good back for the next three to four to five years in the NFL if he hadn't torn his Achilles. Mm, I disagree. I don't think he's gone forever. Torn Achilles doesn't mean career ending. We've it does, obviously it, someone we're going to talk about tonight. It, yeah, it, it, it did. That's up true. Until, it did up until about five years ago though. I mean, don't Foreman is the only running back we've ever seen really come back from one. And that was only this year. And it did take him about two or three years um, but, but Nate, as far as fantasy value, I mean, his, his dynasty value is tanked at this point. Like mm-hmm. he's, uh, I think that's the big thing, but we, we hopefully will see him back. Maybe he ends up on the PUP list to begin next season. Um, t- t- tough break for him. We, we wish the best for him. Um, but I, I think the big, the big thing to c- consider here is maybe Achilles are not the, the nail in the coffin. Like we thought they were to run backs careers. Cam Akers, he's someone we need to talk about, guys. This is absolutely yeah. insane. It wasn't that long ago, you know, not too long before our Canton trip, actually, that Cam Akers went down with the Achilles tear. It was devastating for anyone who drafted him before. It was devastating for, we thought, his career. He was activated last week. He was on the sideline. If they needed him, he could have probably gone last week. And it looks like he's going to be um, he's going to be needed this week because Daryl Henderson sprained MCL for him. He's done for the regular season. He's on the IR list. What are you guys' like? First of all, thoughts on this because this is like, I mean, I was listening to to the fantasy doctors last night, Jesse Moore, and um, the way he said like this is nothing short of this is probably more miraculous than when Adrian Peterson first came back off the ACL, ran for two thousand yards. Um, I can't believe what we're seeing. This is a nine month injury. He's back in five. That's no, insane. it's absolutely insane. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. When he went out, it was like, well, I guess we'll talk about Cam in another year or so, you know. And and now he could have played last week, potentially. Like, that's crazy. I just don't know if they're going to overwork him. And that would be the saddest part is if he re-injures himself too soon. That's my concern, too, is maybe they're bringing him back a little bit early. But also, what what I keep going back to is that doctors have cleared him. Yeah. And yeah. we don't know. We don't know. We don't, I'm not a doctor. I, I have no idea what the procedures are, how, what sort of rehab they did with him. Maybe there's some new process they're using. We I don't know the answer to that. So 
I believe that they're probably going to act in his best interest because long term they want Cam Akers around. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I mean, let maybe get him a few snaps to see how he does, but then mm-hmm. you I mean you're not going to give him much of a workload until next season. Mm-hmm. I think they'll ride Sony Michelle here. He's mm-hmm. Sony Michelle has been absolutely sensational the last month, averaging 106 rushing yards per game. Um, just absolutely you know, been wheels up for Sony Michelle. Even when Daryl Henderson's been back these last two weeks, Sony had all the touches this week. Um, Daryl Henderson had one run, 18 yards, and that's where he went out on that MCL um, sprain. So I think Sony's a league winner, guys, and I can't believe we're yeah. saying Sony Michelle, Rashad Penny's another guy. Like These are like who we thought were bust, up, you know, up, up until a couple months ago. Um, and we just talked about that Baltimore defense, guys. That is who the Rams are facing this week. So Sony Michelle to me is a top 10 play. Yep. Um, he's been excellent carrying teams 31st defense against the position. The last two weeks, Baltimore is so Sony Michelle is wheels up and congratulations to cam acres making it back. Indeed. Guys, some other injury news here, Adam Thielen, he goes down. Um, we're not sure the extent of the injury. He, he might be able to play. Um, in week 17 here, we saw him go down once, which, which kind of looked like a pretty bad injury. And then he actually came back into the game, re-injured himself left again. I mean, th- that, that shows this guy's grit. He's not hundred percent. I don't think he'll be hundred percent this week. Um, they're playing green Bay, Minnesota Vikings are feeling it said he's sore today, but he might play this weekend. I'm not, I'm not firing up feeling. I, I don't, I don't think you can Mm-mm. risk the injury, um, re-injury here in week 17 championship matchups but and green bay they're they're you know middle of the road when it comes to defenses against the receivers uh, nate do you have any interest in adam thielen or uh aj osborne possibly who could be taking his place i'd i'd probably pivot to kj osborne if i had adam thielen and kj osborne um and if you're i mean i'm not starting kj osborne over a stud but right he could have a good week against Green Bay. He's probably not going to have a great week. I mean, similar to the what? He had five for 58 and a touchdown. I mean, yep, yep. That's a solid, what, 16 PPR points yeah. in most leagues. So that's not awful. I don't know. I'd start him. I'm definitely not starting Thielen, though. Like, I'm with you on that. I It's too fresh off of something that he hurt twice last game. My concern would be that he tweaks it in the first quarter and you're stuck with two fantasy points and it downs your team. This is champ. This is the championship. Like you have to do some weird things this week because this is it. Like sitting Adam Thielen, that feels weird, but. Feels very weird, but I'm, I'm with you. Jen, are you, are you sitting Kurt Cousins this week? Um, Obviously no Thielen kind of takes the ceiling down a little bit, but Justin Jefferson has been the wide receiver one since week nine. Jefferson has been excellent. That connection has been just chef's kiss lately. Yeah. I mean, it's tough with Kirk cousins. Cause he's had, he's had a good year, man. Like he really, really has. It's just like overall. Yeah. Overall. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the last two weeks, he's just kind of crapped the bed. Um, I mean, it, it depends on who else I have, but, but probably, I mean, if, overall, if riding him, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's too risky. It's too risky. Yeah. Well, and I feel like Green Bay is just going to run over Minnesota because Aaron Rodgers is too. just like pissed off at the world right now. And that team yeah. is playing at a different level. Mm-hmm. Sidebar, but is Aaron Rodgers the MVP in 2021? 
I think he might be. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, Jonathan no, Taylor is the only other person I think like. I hear you, but running backs don't win MVP. If yeah, there's a viable quarterback, yeah. if there's a viable quarterback, which there is, it's going to be him. Yeah. It's going to be Aaron Rodgers. Annoying. Mm-hmm. Running backs never get the love they deserve. Um, a, a running back who didn't really get any love this year is Miles Sanders. He goes out with a broken hand. And this is a bummer. Absolute bummer. He has been really solid since he's come back from his injury. Um, has had just really, really great outputs these last couple of weeks. Looked like he may be a, a sneaky league winner. He goes out with a hand injury. Jordan Howard leaves this one early with a stinger as well. Howard could play here in week 17. We don't know, um, or what we do know is that Miles Sanders is out this week, not on IR though. So he could be back for week 18 or the playoffs if the Eagles can secure that um, final wild card spot in the NFC. Are you guys interested at all in, in this this Philadelphia backfield this week? Washington football team, um, they're back with them after one game away from them. 23 PPR points um, over the last month to RBs for the Washington football team. So they're a bottom 12 defense against the position, but they're not, you know, they're not an easy matchup by any means. I mean, yes. And, and no, like Boston Scott, someone who, you know, needs a, needs a shout out indeed. And I have been the lowest of the low on Boston Scott after he burned me last year. I think we actually talked about him last, the last yeah. two weeks, but I'm feeling positive for him next week. He did, he did have the touchdown. He did have 12 rushing attempts as well in this one. After. Yep. It looks like Kenneth Gainwell is not going to be a factor. I think he had maybe something like 3 or 5% of the snaps. Looked good on the snaps he got, but it looks like it will be Boston Scott and Jordan Howard's backfield if Howard's back. Jen, are you still – maybe we'll talk about it more later, but in one word, are you still confident in Boston Scott if, if Jordan Howard is back, or are you less confident? Less confident if Jordan Howard is back. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Well, guys, that was front and center presented by our friends over at Monkey Knife Fight. We're going to get into some matchup management presented by the one, the only Underdog Fantasy. Yeah, guys, Underdog Fantasy is awesome. We've been talking about them all season. Um, if you've missed our shows and haven't heard me talk about them, this is why they're the best. They have pick them matchups where you stack five picks. You can win up to 20 times your money. How many places are offering something like that? It's an incredible deal. They've got your daily fantasy. They've got the weekly matchups with three, six, 12 players. It's all within reach. It's like three to five bucks a matchup. It's amazing. If you haven't played, sign up now with the code IBT and you'll get a hundred percent deposit match up to $100. It's an instant deposit match. It's free money. You'd be crazy not to do it again. Promo code IBT. You'll get a 100% deposit match of up to $100 instantly. Check them out guys. The other thing I want to say about underdog real quickly, guys, if you're getting knocked out of the playoffs right now, this is a great time to get on and do some best ball drafts. Best ball is back. And I got in there a couple of days ago with a couple of my buddies from my home league and just kind of check out the ADP. It's good to kind of reflect who are the top picks going for next year. Um, it's something we did all last off season. I really found a lot of success with it come draft season here in 2021. So try some best ball for 2022. Yes. Um, use that promo code. Thank you for that, Nate. Yep. Yep.
who you got. Matchup management. Who's it gonna be? All right. So I've been surveying the Twitter sphere the last few days, looking at players who um, people have questions about heading into the championship weekends. Can they trust these players? Can they not trust them with championships, possibly money, always bragging rights on the line here in fantasy football? Um, guys, you know how this works. Give me a, on a scale of one to 10. Give me your confidence with this player in your championship matchup. Playing for keeps here, guys. Devin Singletary. He's been the RB4 over the last three weeks. Um, we saw Zach Moss, Matt Breida, a little more involved here last week against New England. However, Singletary still had 68% of the snaps, and they're going up against Atlanta this week, which has been okay. They've been okay against opposing running backs. Um, n- not super not super exploitable, but definitely an average or, or above average matchup. So I'll say I'm a seven. They got to go with what's working. I mean, they're they're pushing for the playoffs here. They're not the runaway team we all thought they were going to be. Sean McDermott, I think, realizes they have to run the ball to win. They have to run the ball more than they have been. And Singletary's been the best running back in that backfield for them the last three weeks. So, yeah, I mean, I'm like a seven. I don't think he's going to knock it out of the park, but I think he's a serviceable running back to flex play. Yeah, for those reasons, I am rating him just a little bit lower, and I'll give him a six. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you guys here on this one. I, I, you guys know I've never been a huge fan of either of these Bills running backs in 2021, but Devin Singletary has shown a little bit more juice than we've seen out of any Bills running back so far this season. Um, so I think if you've been riding him, I think you can continue to ride him. I have one league, actually, our Hard, hard Hogs Dynasty League, IDP League, with a couple of our, our friends from Australia over there. And I've been riding the combination of, of my one-two these last two weeks into the championship. Devin Singletary and Sony Michelle, like they're at the bottom of my bench. And I was like, oh, I, I I forgot I had these guys on my team because I've never played them before. <laughs> and these last two weeks, I lost Swift. I haven't wanted to play Gaskin, so they've been, they've been a godsend. So I'll I'll be firing up Singletary this week in that championship matchup for sure. All right, guys, another one here. Seahawks wide receivers, it's been absolutely brutal the second half if you've had DK Metcalf. Jen shaking her head down there. Um, Looks like he was banged up with an injury. We're hearing reports here in week 16. He caught his first pass um, for 41 yards and a touchdown. Looked like a big day was coming. Only to only catch one more reception for zero yards. Tyler Lockett coming back from Vidi 19. Um, He ended up with a pretty quiet day for him. Three for 30 in some bad weather in Chicago or in Seattle, excuse me. Um, and now they got Detroit this week. And we talked about it last week, but Detroit's actually been pretty solid against wide receivers so far this season. Um, the only wide receiver that Detroit has let over PPR point uh, total of 11 is Christian Kirk in the last three weeks. So this is kind of a tough test f- for these Seahawks wide receivers. Like, I never thought we'd be saying that in week 17, that you're afraid to play Seahawks wide receivers against the Lions. But where are you guys on both of these players independently? I mean, God, it's so tough because we know them. Historically, they're um, reliable. They put up big points. But to your point in that they've just not done it. And I don't know if it's a Russell Wilson situation, a locker room situation, I have to play them. I'm not confident in it, but I know that if I have either one of those wide receivers, 
I'm playing them. And that said, going up against Detroit next week, God, it's kind of a cop out, but I got it. It's like a five. Like, I don't know. Like I'm kind of confident, but mostly not, but kind of. Yeah. I wonder if Russell Wilson cares. I don't want to trade. They didn't give it to him. I think, Uh, I I mean, I think he cares, cares. Yeah, but there's like this part of him. That's like, his heart's not I, in he, it right yeah, now. Yeah, his heart's not in it. And you can you can kind of see it. Like he's still mm-hmm. trying, but it's just like the heart's not there. Mm-hmm. Um I with DK, I have like a two level. Mm. Yeah. Rolling him out. With Tyler Lockett, it's like a one. I just don't think what? Wow. Way better. Tyler Dude, this Lockett. is a team this is a team with no heart. This team just has no heart. So are you hands and, off Seahawks this week then, Nate? Are you hands off? I, yeah, no, I'm off. I'm hands off. I like Rashad Penny. This yeah. week against yeah. Detroit, but outside sure. of that, uh, I have to start Russell Wilson in one of my championships. So, is that a super um, league or is that single QB? Single QB. Oh, I know it's not great, yeah. but it's fine. Um, so yeah, now I'm kind of out. All right, on yeah. the rest I, of that offense. Yeah, I'll conclude by saying, if you got to your championship with any of these Seattle wide receivers hats off to you. I, I didn't, I have these guys in a couple leagues. Um, and, but, but I will say like, I'm probably a four on Metcalf and a five on Lockett. I'm probably have to fire them up in a couple leagues, but there are a lot better options out there. We're going to talk about a couple of those options right now with one of our YouTube questions from Paul Miller. He's got Brandon cooks, Michael Gallup, Amon St. Brown, um, Amon Ross St. Brown, AJ Brown, T Higgins, pick three full PPR, Again, that's Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup, St. Brown, A.J. Brown, T. Higgins. Wow. I mean, I'm going to get this out of the way. T. Higgins, A.J. Brown for sure. Um, And then probably St. Brown, I would say. Nate? Those the same three I was going to say. I mean, I like Brandon Cooks. I just don't love the matchup this week in San Francisco. Yeah, I agree. Any other week, Cooks would probably be subbed in there for me. Yeah. Uh, I'd sub out. Amon Ra for Cooks, but yeah. no, not this week. He's coming. He's See, coming. I, I might sub out AJ Brown for Cooks. That's mm-hmm. that, that's understandable. He Brown yeah. had a huge game last week, though, so it's hard to pivot away from that. Um, no one else in, in that in that Tennessee receiving game can command any targets, as we've seen. We've been trying to pick, you know, darts between uh, Nick Akini, Westbrook, and um, Chester Rogers all season. It's been absolute dog shit. So. Yeah, I, <laughs> that is very true. I think Paul, go ahead, fire up AJ Brown, T Higgins, and St. Brown most likely, unless mm-hmm. Cooks is the only other one you can make an argument for. But coming off off COVID, so yeah, um, best of luck to you there, Paul Miller on championships, um, guys. Moving forward here in matchup management, Dolphins running backs, another shit show here in Week 16. Mm-hmm. Duke yeah. Johnson, people had a lot of confidence in him all of a sudden. Got Nate, I know you were a little more confident last week on Duke. Um, 13 yep. carries for the Duke, failed to reach 40 yards. Uh, your guys' uh, old boy Philip Lindsay mm-hmm. down there in Miami now, mm-hmm. too. 13 yeah. carries for him. He also fails to reach 40 yards. And Miles Gaskin, it looks like it might be his time might be up here as the featured back in Miami. Three carries. I don't know if that has to do with COVID or if that's just his time's up here. They're playing the Titans this week, the best defense against fantasy running backs over the last month. I'm hands off all Dolphins other than Devontae Parker rest of the season. Do you guys agree with me, or or do you have any more confidence in these RBs? 
Well, I disagree no. about Devontae Parker. What about oh, Jaylen sorry. Waddle, Jaylen Waddle. My, my okay, 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 okay. I thought you <laughs> might have misspoken. Yes, I did. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's a zero for me for all running backs there. Um, Tua, I mean, and honestly, if you've made it to the championship, you're not, you haven't had any of these guys prior to the last couple of weeks, anyways. But that's fair. Um, Maybe Gaskin. Yeah, Jalen Waddle, Tua. <laughs> That's all you can really trust right now in this <laughs> yeah, offense. Yeah. Maybe Gasecki if you want to take a yeah. dart throw. But that's yeah, if he too. Then I'm putting a confidence of like three or four. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm with you. I'm going to zero. I don't want anything to do with this offense outside of Waddle and maybe mm-hmm. Tua. Yeah. yeah. How dope is that new uh, Waddle celebration he's been ripping? Oh, dude, I loved it. <laughs> it's so great. Waddle's waddling. It's How so amazing. Gritty. That's my favorite celebration right now in the NFL. And, mm-hmm. and Austin Eckler's air guitar. I've always been a sucker for that as well. Well, it's Austin Eckler. <laughs> yes. Who doesn't love Austin Eckler? No one. Everyone loves him. Yes. Communists. I, definitely a fan favorite for fantasy football fans. Jen, one of your fan favorites from earlier in the season, Terry McLaurin. Um We've been talking about him on and off for the last, I don't know, what, eight, nine weeks. And it seems like every time we talk about him, we're getting more and more discouraged. And we're at the point now he comes off of a three for 40 game against Dallas where they had junk time the entire, you know, entire game pretty much from the get go and can't get it done. He's wide receiver 72 over the past five weeks, total of 28.4, 28.4 PPR points during that span do you guys have any confidence here for terry mclaurin he's going against darius slay and the eagles probably going to get shadowed they're they're a top 5d against the position right now i mean i'm at a one with him right now that game was brutal to watch if you had any washington um, players on your team um if you're a washington fan it was just like, Dude. that was a cur- I, Nate and I were just like, I can't, I don't even, what is happening? So yeah, it was like, we wanted to stop watching it, but we couldn't stop watching it. It's a train yeah. wreck. Yeah. yeah. So I've got a, a two on my favorite Terry McLaurin. I'm going to go a notch lower and say one, like I'm not starting him unless everyone else on my team has COVID. I think yeah. they're better. Like I, I, I'm talking like I'll, I'll start Laquan Treadwell, Braxton Berrios so over yep. over Terry McLaurin right now, which is I don't know about I don't know about Treadwell, but I'd start Berrios over him for I, sure. But Treadwell's close. Yeah, it's close. I, I had to, dude. That team's just a mess right now. And Rivera's talking about he's going to be splitting some time with Heineke and Kyle Allen rest of season. So yeah, yeah we don't yeah. even know who the quarterback's going to be. And if it's yeah. Kyle Allen, no way. Do I want anything to do with Terry McLaurin? It's it's hands off. I think Washington. I, I think we have probably a good like six or seven teams. It's like hands off, other than one player right now, and that's Antonio mm-hmm. Gibson. He's been really he's been really solid. Um, yeah. He only he only he had less than double digit attempts here in week sixteen, but I think that's just a byproduct of the game game script. That it was pretty out of hand early on, so don't risk him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Washington football team, you're not starting this week outside of Gibson. I think Terry McLaurin here also, um, 
I think Terry McLaurin's dynasty value is kind of bottoming out a little bit as well because, I mean, guys, I didn't really think he had wide receiver one upside. I was, I was, I was one of those guys in the industry who wasn't going after him. I thought he was being drafted high, and and I, I mean, we'll talk about this at a different time. But I, I'm a little worried about McLaurin's dynasty value unless they get a good quarterback mm-hmm. in there. Yep, me too. We do have one more question from YouTube um, from Paul Miller. He just lost J Rob to injury. Um, he has Jordan Howard as a backup, and he's thinking about dropping Evans for Wilson Jr. or the Jags backup. What do you guys do? Um, I'm assuming Evans is Mike Evans here. I it has to be. I would assume. Yeah. I I would. It depends. Did we get a status report of Evans for the weekend? Is there any? He's out. He is out. Yeah, from what I've heard, he's out at least Confer- until the playoffs. Confirmed out. I th- I'll, th- I'll check right like, now. I'll look. Yeah, do, yeah, do um, on. I would say so, I, would try, I would try to play someone else or drop someone else, but Wilson Jr. needs to be added. Yeah, I'd add Wilson's the one I'd go with for sure here. Um, yeah. But I think, I mean, if, even if Evans is out this week, as long as this isn't dynasty, I'm his, he is out. So okay. yeah, drop drop Mike Evans. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. be yep. done with him. You can move well, on. As long as Wilson. it's not dynasty. If it's dynasty, don't do it. But yeah. you can drop Mike Evans. Yep. Pick up Wilson yep. Jr. He he's gonna be if Elijah Mitchell doesn't play uh, an RB two again. Looking like he's not going to. Okay. He okay. Did, well, I think I saw he didn't practice today. Yeah. Yep. And we got Trey Lance, man, and that could help the running game there a ton. And if yeah. Jeff Wilson's the guy who comes out, I mean, watch out. Yeah, that's a that's a good call. They're definitely gonna probably be a little more run oriented if Jimmy yep. G is out this week with the injury. Um, guys, last one here for matchup management. Um, another team that I, I'm asking you guys, are you just hands off this week? And that's the New York Giants against the Chicago Bears. Saquon Barkley has been a huge bust. Injury or not, doesn't matter. He had less than four PPR points last last week. I was afraid to write him off. Like in our draft guide, we do a, a bust every season. I, I had him ranked in my RB18, but but I was afraid to call him like my one bust because I was kind of afraid of getting attacked. And um, I mean, he's been outplayed these last four weeks by Devontae Booker. They, they've been RB23 and RB24 over the last month. Booker one spot behind Barkley and on way less attempts here. Kenny Galladay after just, I mean, this guy belongs in prison. The amount of theft he's done in the New York Giants organization and Dave Gettleman. Right. Oh, I mean, he, I mean, like he's another person. People kind of think like, oh, he's been banged up all year and he's been healthy since week nine. And he's had one 100 yard game all season, came back early in the season. And he's wide receiver 81 since week nine, wide receiver 81. But this is the list of, of receivers he, he's behind. Matt Collins, Miami Dolphins, if any, like he's caught a couple yeah. touchdowns. Devin Duvernay, yeah. slot guy for the Ravens. Right. Malik, Malik Turner of Dallas. Malik Turner, oh, the, their fifth receiver. And then Deontay Harry of New Orleans. Not not Deontay Harris, Deontay Harry. <laughs> like, I didn't even know he was actually a player until I actually looked this up earlier. So, Oh, geez. I, seriously, I was about to correct you. It's like, it's Harris, dude. No, no, I, I, I look. Deontay Harris is also probably above him as well, but he's oh, definitely. So, um, are you guys? Dude, are you, yeah. These this Giants team is an absolute just train wreck. They're awful. Um, Daniel Jones has been out. 
and the offense just hasn't functioned. Even with Daniel Jones in that offense, hasn't really functioned. It's been the way worse without him, though. Daniel, you know, yeah. Yeah, no, it's been much worse. But, I mean, Mike Glennon and Jake Fromm apparently aren't fit to be NFL quarterbacks. So, <laughs> and there were people who said Jake Fromm was going to beat out Josh Allen. <laughs> Those people exist in the world. But, yeah, and it, this t- poor coaching, terrible offensive coordinator for most of the season. Now they got Freddie Kitchens, which isn't any better. It's no, no. It was like almost like just keep Jason Garrett for the rest yeah. of the season if that's what you're going to do. No, yeah. it's a mess. That organization's a mess. They need to clean house. I can't believe they're keeping Joe Judge. That's shocking to me. But at least they're apparently getting rid of Gettleman. Um, but yeah, they've been a disappointment. I mean, we had one good game out of Kadarius Tony, and everybody anointed him the best wide receiver in the class. And I remember Jen and I having a conversation like, oh, that was a fun one week for Kadarius Tony. Can't wait till these people get burned and then spitting all their fab on him. Mm-hmm. And people did. This Giants offense, you cannot with any confidence start these guys championship week. You just even Saquon Barkley. No. He's been pedestrian. When you're getting outplayed by Devontae Booker and his Broncos fans, we know Devontae Booker. That dude is as average as they come. If there ever was a jag, he is a jag. And I hate that using that term. Yeah. So, zero. They all get a zero from me. Every single one. F's across the board. Yeah, I second that. Nothing exciting going on over there for me. Yeah, the fall from from Grace for Saquon this season has just been absolutely crazy. I, I I'm playing in a championship against someone with Saquon this week, and they benched him last week for Jeff Wilson Jr. and Rashad Penny, and it it got them wow. the championships mm-hmm. benching Saquon Barkley. So like there are time. This is a time you have to bench your studs if they're not performing. Like he's not a stud anymore. I wouldn't consider Saquon. Mm-hmm. So hands off the Giants. I mean, we're hands off Washington football team. We're hands off a lot of teams this week. Outside of maybe one or two players, Giants are someone you're not starting anybody um, on the offensive side of the ball, that is. Guys, let's go ahead and get into some short things, sleepers of the week. Give them some players they can start for their championship (laughs) matchup. Presented by our friends over at Stevens Quality Barbering Services. And guys, it has been such a pleasure to work with Stevens Quality Barbering Services this season. They're in Kerwinsville, PA, so whether you're from... Anywhere in Western or Central Pennsylvania, I highly recommend Stevens Quality Barbering Services. Our guy Noah over there is going to get hooked up with a quality haircut at a quality price, um, at a quality time, and you're just having an overall quality experience at the barbershop there in Kerwinsville, PA. Visit stevens-quality.genbook.com to book an appointment today. Get cleaned up for the new year. Start it in the right direction with a new cut, baby. All right, and let's go ahead and get into some sure things. So I'm going to be honest, when we started Short Things Sleepers of the Week, um, doing it every every week this season, I had the full intention of keeping score of who had the, the most ones right. Nate, you and Jen went to Mexico, and it kind of threw me off the scoring a little bit. I had one extra game than you. Um, so we are going to bring it back here for uh, – we'll do one this week. We'll do one next week. But I will go back and tally it up here at the end of the season um, and see who is right most of the time with the Short Things Sleepers of the Week. We've been hot lately. We've been hot lately. Um, can we keep it up? That is the question. Jennifer, I'm going to start with you. 
Who do you have for your short thing, sleeper of the week? The almighty important week as well. Week 17, baby. I mean, for reasons that we mentioned earlier, I'm going to go with Boston Scott. Um, Miles Sanders is out. Jordan Howard is probably out. So I think this is going to give Boston Scott every opportunity to be that short thing sleeper for anybody who has him. Okay. I mean, yeah, if Jordan Howard's out, forget yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yep. I'm I'm cool. I'm cool with that. Um, Washington football team, as we mentioned earlier, um, they've been giving up 23 PPR points per game to RBs over the last month. So yeah, they've been a solid defense to attack on the ground. I think Philly's going to, you know, they're not going to get crazy here. I, 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 the last thing they want to do is have Jalen Hurts lose the game by throwing some unnecessary interceptions. They could lock up a wild card here within the next week or two. So, Jen, I, I think if Jordan Howard's out, Boston Scott, he's a great short thing. Mm-hmm. Nathaniel, what you, what you got yes, for sir. So, uh, I, I've, I've talked about this guy before. Alberto. Alberto, um, I have, it's no secret that when we do these shows, we have different websites up for like stats and stuff, right? Like everybody knows that. Um, the website I was just on looking at the Bronco schedule decided to play an ad out loud in my ear. So I couldn't hear you guys anymore. And it was very distracting. Um, but apparently Cigna insurance is really good. So I'm just going to throw that out there. No, I actually Hashtag- have Cigna. I, I don't think it's that great. I'm going to be honest with you, Nate. Well, but the ad says it's good. So. Hashtag not yeah. Hashtag right. Yet, I mean, we might change our minds if they're a sponsor. Um, <laughs> so yes, mine is Albert O. Akwugbanum. Okwugbanum. I think it. I thought it was we all know who I'm talking about. Didn't we say uh, I Aquabonum. thought it was Aquabanum. Didn't we say that all last year? Nate just switched. Yeah, up we did. For us a well, year no, in. but he put the pronunciation in his Twitter profile, oh, his Twitter really? bio. So oh. yeah, it's like Okwugbanum. Okay. Um, I really like him this week. If you're not familiar with him, he is a tight end for the Denver Broncos. Drew Locke, it appears, will be starting this week. The head injury that Teddy Bridgewater sustained, he's still in concussion protocol. The chances that he makes it out this week and why they would even try and roll him out, it wouldn't really make sense. If it's Locke again, first of all, division rival, playing the Chargers, they're the second worst team against tight ends this season in fantasy. Andrew Locke and Alberto, as I have mentioned many, many times, had 17, combined for 17 touchdowns together at Missouri in college. Drew Locke is looking at this as an opportunity to show his case's talents for another NFL team. He knows he's not going to be the starter in Denver next year. Probably won't even still be here. He'll be part of a package deal for either Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. And I love it. uh, I, I am. I am. But we've seen the team do this before they've pulled it off with Peyton Manning. So I, I have faith that they'll do something because they know they have to make a move at quarterback. So what's going to help him succeed is throwing to a guy that he's most familiar with, which is Alberto against a team that isn't great against tight ends. The Broncos kind of, I mean, the score makes it look closer than it was last time they played Denver kind of like put the hurt on the chargers. And I think they can do it again this week. And I think part of that's going to be Alberto. I mean, if he gets four catches for 50 yards and a touchdown and this tight end landscape, that's a win. Alberto is such a polarizing player for me a little bit because, I mean, one, Noah fan is there. 
And, you know, we, we saw him two weeks ago lead this team in receiving yards, which was a, a you know, a pleasant surprise. And then last week comes out and puts up a donut. So right. I, I will say, Nate, like if you're in a championship matchup, let's say you lost your tight end. Maybe you're rolling Fryermuth, TJ Hawkinson, mm-hmm. maybe even streaming along the way or even coming off the donut. Like, I, I, I think this is an exploitable defense with tight ends. Are you okay? Like, are you rolling him? Are are you okay with that? Mm-hmm. Would you do it over like Brevin Brevin Jordan, who's been okay lately? Yeah, I would. We're, we're talking bottom of the barrel guys here, but right, right. Well, that's what a sleeper is. Bottom of, I mean, we just talked about Boston Scott, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And no knock on Boston Scott, but like this is where, and this has been such a crazy season. Some of these guys will be league winners this week, where it's like watch Duke Johnson go off. Right. And like the five people that started him, I'm not saying I think it's actually going to happen, but we've seen stranger things this year. Rex Burkhead had 149 yards and two touchdowns last week. Yeah. (laughs) So I mean, literally anything is possible, but I think Alberto, I think the ceilings there where I'm comfortable playing him against this defense. Yeah. Floor is low. Ceiling is high for Alberto Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, Guys, my short thing sleeper of the week for the pivotal week 17 is Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd's coming off back-to-back games with 17 plus PPR points. Um, big plays has been has been a part of Tyler Boyd's um, recipe lately, which is kind of surprising. He hasn't been a huge big play guy throughout his career, um, but he's actually a wide receiver 16 since week 11, one spot ahead of Jamar Chase. So he's been he's been really solid. I mean, he's been really solid. Um, they, they have a pivotal matchup against Kansas City this week. Um, I mean, this could really decide the division for the AFC North if they can win out here, the Cincinnati Bengals. So I think they're in a prime position. I think Tyler Boyd's going to have a big game against the Kansas City Chiefs. We know it's probably going to be an air fest. Um, there's no Clyde Edwards-Alaire on the other side for Kansas City. So I expect them to move through the air. I expect um, I expect the Bengals to, to have a balanced offense but still move it through the air. We saw 40-plus attempts last week from Joe Burrow. And the one place that the Kansas City defense has been exploitable while they have improved lately is the slot receiver. Two weeks ago, Keenan Allen had a huge game. Hunter Renfro had a monstrous career game three weeks ago. Um, so I like I like what we've seen from Tyler Boyd lately. I think he's a really solid um, PPR wide receiver three this week. I can't argue with that. Um, yeah, I don't hate that. No, I like Tyler Boyd anyway. And as we talked about earlier with Burrow, like dudes spread the ball out. This is how they win games. So Tyler Boyd's going to be relevant rest of season and into the playoffs. If you're doing like any sort of like playoff best ball DFS, yeah. like Tyler Boyd's a guy I'm fired up and this is a great call. All right, guys, let's go ahead and round things out today with a little bit of one of our favorite games here in between media. Would you rather? guys we hope we have so far this show helped our listeners get ready for their championship matchups um i want to talk a little bit about new year's though 
It has been, I mean, 2021, guys, it's been, especially for us here in between media, it's been nothing short of a crazy year. Super busy all year long. Um, even this week, you know, I know a lot of people, this is the time at work, you know, I, I think you kind of deserve the right to, if you are working this week, if you don't have it off, shift into first gear a little bit. You know, you've been working your ass off, take a little time for yourself. Um, with, with that said, I, I do want to reflect on the New Year's here, guys. Um, play a little bit of Would You Rather. So culture is a big thing here in between media. We love music. We love movies. We love TV shows. Guys, in 2022, would you rather see a new album from your favorite artist or see a new TV show season slash movie with your favorite actor slash actress? And if so, who is that artist or actor and actress? Jen? Well, that's tough. It feels like Ryan Reynolds comes out with something new just about every year, which I yeah. enjoy. So that's almost too predictable. I'm going to go with artists, and that's um, Rex Orange County. He hasn't come out with a new album lately, and we went to his concert right before COVID hit. So that's it. And it was January, late January of. I don't even know what year that was. was that 2020. 2020? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'd love something new from Rex Orange County. Rex, if you hear me, please, baby, please. <laughs> and if you don't know who Rex Orange County is, you should definitely go check him out. He's awesome. Oh my God. Start with, I don't know. Apricot princess. Probably apricot princess. Yeah. Word. So, Sunflower. Sunflower is a real good song. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What venue did you guys see him at? The Fillmore Auditorium on Colfax it used to be the Mammoth Event Center back in the day. Um, okay. But it feels like an old time, like music hall kind of. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, it is, it was, it was old. It's from like the twenties, I think. So. Dope. Dope. For yeah. some reason I could not remember it. Like all I'm seeing is the pictures in my head. Cause we took selfies and there were lights, but I could not remember. Yeah. So thanks for your memory, Nate. You always remember oh, everything. That's true. I do. Like an mm -hmm. elephant. <laughs> what do you got? For oh. Well, none of the bands I want to make a new album are probably going to because <laughs> at least a couple members are dead. Because, <laughs> um, but I in the new year want a new season of Letterkenny, which we just got a new season of Letterkenny just dropped on the twenty sixth. Let's go. We just um, finished it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't started it yet because we know we're going to finish it in one night. Yeah, um, yeah. But I just want that. I want the December 26 releases to continue for Letterkenny. So please, next year, give me Letterkenny at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Uh, here, here. Jared Kiso, if you can hear me. Yes. <laughs> I, I need more. I need more than six episodes in a season, too. I'm going to be honest. That just doesn't like. I Is there only like, six this season? I think it's six. Yeah. I think it's six or seven. Yeah. There are it's only 22 minutes. Yeah, it's only yeah, there are only six episodes. It's a real bummer. I mean, I'm just gonna say though, like a couple of these episodes are some of the best I've ever seen. So just okay, yeah, be ready, enjoy that. I I love some Letter Kenny though as well. Um, definitely, definitely would love to meet him at one day. I mean, they're just great right? up there. So, so Seth, what's yours? All right, so I'm gonna go. I don't really have a favorite like one actor or actress that really stands out for me. I'd say. Um, I like a combination of a lot of people. I can kind of get down with some indie artists too, uh, or some indie actors and actresses. So um, I'm going to say 
I want to see in 2022, a lot of people probably don't know this artist, but he's a big country artist now. His name's Hardy, um, H-A-R-D-Y, all caps. He's been around the country music scene for probably about the last 10 or 15 years. You've heard a lot of his hits. He was a writer for a long time. He, he didn't have his own music. He was just kind of a producer and a writer. And he really kind of came on the scene in the last three or four years. He writes a lot of the Morgan Whalen songs you hear on the radio. Um, and he's kind of came up with Morgan a little bit over the last year. But, I mean, the, the guy has something a little bit for everyone, whether you like country music or not. Um, you know, he has some some – you know, getting drunk with your friends on a Friday night and, you know, the good old stuff. But he also has like songs like I've talked about a rock before actually in a column, which talks a lot mm. about, you know, it's just a clever play on words. And I played it for my one younger brother who does not like country music at all. They won't listen to it. And he said that is the best country song he ever heard in his life. So like, I think if Hardy can continue to put out new music, which he's kind of put some unreleased stuff on YouTube a little bit, like, you know, 30 second teasers as it is. And, if you can keep doing that, man, like more people are going to come to country music and they're going to find that relatability in it. So Hardy, I know you're not All listening, right. but, but please, man. <laughs> I'm ready. You never know who's listening. Seth. You never know. That you is true. No, that is true. So guys, moving forward here, um, keeping it with culture here. Um, I, I've been reading a little bit about some of the, the bigger businesses that are having some struggles during COVID. Um, two chains that we might see go out here in the next couple of years. Um, at least it's rumored that is uh, one is Applebee's, you know, fancy life, baby. Um, so Applebee's could be going out here within the next year or two. And then also Pizza Hut has been struggling. They've closed a lot of stores across the country as well. So guys, would you rather have to see the end of Applebee's or Pizza Hut in 2022? I think I can speak for Nate and I and and wrap this up quickly and say right. Applebee's can go. Oh God. <laughs> Applebee's. Apparently Beckett also, the cat Beckett hates Applebee's. Applebee's. Um, we are, sorry, occasional Pizza Hut orderers, but when you gotta have Pizza Hut, you gotta have Pizza Hut. Applebee's, there's nothing that's even, no, it's a no. Your, your face is saying differently, Seth. No, no. I my first job was working at Pizza Hut, so I'm not a huge fan of Pizza Hut. Yeah. But like, mm. I mean, I still dig their breadsticks, and like occasionally, like their like their pizza mm-hmm. does slap on like a Sunday sometimes. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I Applebee's. I used to love Applebee's when I was younger, but it's definitely like fallen off. They haven't really updated their menu over the years. Inflation's kind of caught up with them as well. Um, we're big fans of the one dollar drinks there, though. Um, well. We, we do oh. have yeah didn't we talk about this a couple weeks ago we might have maybe or on the holiday, holiday special yeah it might have been yeah 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 I, yeah. I will say though like our applebee's we have an applebee's we could probably get up to one if i got in my car right now maybe like six or seven minutes but it's like it's up by the interstate up by the mall and like i'm not up there if i want to go to dinner i'm gonna like go downtown or something so I can see Applebee's go, honestly. I can see either one of these goes, but Applebee's can go. Man, I would be sad if Pizza Hut went. I'd be real, real sad. They're deep dish. Nothing like it. It's very good. <laughs> Their it's uh, pepperoni good. jalapeno pizza is fantastic. Ooh, okay. Okay. I'll keep that. Pepperoni in mind. black olive pizza. Also keep... fantastic. Okay. Interesting. Just Stop talking about it. I'm getting hungry. Right? <laughs> Making me hungry. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, guys. In 2022, who would you rather have as your QB starter in fantasy? So I'm talking like whatever way you want to pose this. Dynasty, Dynasty Superflex, um, but, but redraft. But these guys are going to be your starting quarterback in 2022. So basically, who do you think is going to have a better season? Trevor Lawrence, number one overall pick, highly touted prospect, has had – probably the most abysmal season I can remember for the number one overall draft pick. Hmm. Maybe since like Jamarcus Russell. And I in was Washington. just going to say, <laughs> yeah. he And that was when I first started watching football really like closely um, to rookies. So would you rather have Trevor Lawrence or Davis Mills who Nate, you highlighted him in a column earlier today. He's been QB eight since he's been back here since week 14. Yep. Uh, Nate, you want to kick it off for us, man? I can't believe this is a question we're asking. <laughs> right. So um, I'm taking Davis Mills here, actually. And here's, I know this sounds shocking. because Mill thrill, baby. He was what, a fourth round pick? Is that correct? I think he was a fourth maybe round pick. Third, maybe third. Maybe third, third yeah, or fourth. I think third. But he's been like, the last three weeks, he's been really good. He's been the QB8 overall amongst all quarterbacks. Dallas, Dallas, wrong Texas City. Houston. I mean, going into the season, like this is like the definition of a dumpster fire as a team, but they've gotten better. Like the team has gotten better. I think that the Deshaun Watson stuff, they feel like is behind them now and they don't have yeah. to think about that. Or like he's gone and they know it. Um, they figured out which running backs were actually working for them and released the other ones. Brandon cooks has been good. Nico Collins is starting to show a little bit. Brevin Jordan is starting to show a little bit yeah. of what he's capable of. They have four picks in the first three rounds of the draft. They're probably going to go defensive line, offensive line, running back, offensive line would be my guess. Those are their big needs. This team is going to be much better than Jacksonville next season. I just think, I think Houston could be a team that we're talking about possibly making the playoffs next season. Wow. They could be a They're not going to win their division, but they could win. They could win the wild card. I could see that they could get in a wild card. Even even with Jacksonville getting the number one pick at all, Nate, does that – I mean, we don't really know. I mean, it's early, but it looks like it could be a defensive player going off the board here pretty early for Jacksonville, or they could even trade back possibly. Um, yeah, they might just trade back. I I think the problems are deeper than Urban Meyer. I think that on an organizational level, this team isn't being run well, and they're not making other changes. They just got rid of Urban Meyer. I don't think sh- – this is Shad Khan, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, also owns AEW, which is what the uh, action entertainment wrestling, yeah. mm-hmm. professional wrestling. The dude's more interested in like shock value, it seems, which is what the Urban Meyer hiring was. Um, so if that continues, I have no faith in any player on this team outside of some running backs. <sighs> and that Jen? includes Trevor Lawrence. Jen, do you differ here? Nate is going against, you know, the number one touted overall pick, man. That's, I mean, I respect it, Nate. It, it's, it takes some balls, bro. <laughs> um, You know, like Nate said, even without Urban Meyer, I think we all had hopes that were real high after Urban Meyer was fired and Trevor Lawrence still hasn't performed. Um, you know, and everything Nate just said, like, I think I would 
if Trevor Lawrence is still with Jacksonville, which he will be, I got to go Davis Mills. I mean, it's just. Wow. I, I get it. I get it. The optics. I get the recency bias. I mean, he's been better. He Davis Mills has been the best rookie quarterback when he's played, at least from fantasy yes. scoring wise. Like it's not close. He's been the only relevant one you can play ever. He looks more comfortable on the field too. Yeah, he's more confident. He's got a longer neck for some reason. That's a thing that I've been seeing. <laughs> I don't know if that if that does anything. But honestly, I mean, Trevor Lawrence has had one two maybe three good weeks this entire season week with or one. without urban meyer yeah week, a week, week one he blew it 19, out 19 plus fantasy points i don't think he's reached that plateau since so um yeah he had three touchdowns that game and hasn't yeah. done even close to that not even he close hasn't, he hasn't got over one touchdown i can't remember how many games it's been now but it's definitely like seven five. five is it's that what it is five games since he's had one touchdown then he had a touchdown before that, and then it was like four or five again with no touchdown games. Like this has been atrocious. Yeah. It's it's been bad, guys. But I am gonna say I'm gonna bet on I'm gonna bet on Trevor Lawrence here. I I okay. think DJ Chark's absence I I think is a little underestimated as well here. And I don't know I don't know if Brandon Cooks will be back with Houston. I don't know like they're a team that I could see just capitalizing on that value right now because Brandon Cooks is back. You know, they, they didn't get him for – they didn't pay much for him. His value's back at kind of an all-time high here. So, I don't know. I, I know you don't trust Shad Khan, and I don't either, Nate, but I don't trust the Houston Texans uh, organization that, that's, you know, handed things to a preacher at times as well. They, they have looked better. They have looked better. Mm-hmm. I, I've been impressed with what I've seen this season 100%. I think the future could be better. But I, these are both just two dysfunctional franchises, and I think at the end of the day I have to – I have to bet on Trevor Lawrence, man. He was too good in college. He was too good. Too good. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Ryan Leaf was really good in college, too. I know. Man. I know. Don't. And, uh, not, and that's not a fair comparison because Ryan Leaf had a lot of other things going Baggage. on. Baggage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll see. Also, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll check see. back in, in a year from now. We'll see how, how, how that played out. Guys, final question of the night for you. Um, who would you rather see out of the NFL in 2022? Matt Nagy, who gets a lot of fire on pretty much all throughout the fantasy football industry, he, you know he had a couple. He had a couple really good first seasons with Chicago, but this season just doesn't look like his head's in it. Doesn't have a scheme around Justin Fields. Uses pieces like Montgomery and Mooney. Would you rather see Matt Nagy out of the NFL or Antonio Brown, who once again in 2021 cannot keep his head out of his own ass, fakes a vaccination card? I mean, I just think. Okay, I'm, I'm going to let you guys talk before I do because I'm <laughs> I going all day. I mean, Matt Nagy's name comes up weekly and multiple times in this household as a trash coach mm-hmm. versus Antonio Brown, who we talk about when the big things happen, but he doesn't have an impact like Matt Nagy does. So Matt Nagy needs to go. He's got to go. Surprised he hasn't been fired yet, honestly. The Bears just wanted to keep that streak of never firing a head coach during the regular season, which is the <laughs> dumbest, the dumbest thing. Well, and in we the thought world. he was going to get fired, what, in week 10 or 9 or 6 11 or, something. or 12 11? or something? Yeah. 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 Look, Antonio Brown is a nuisance and an annoyance, but whatever. Like, Matt Nagy is Adam Gase to me. 
Get him out of here, man. Go yeah. coach a high school football team. Does anybody know how Adam Gase's high school football team did this year? No, I don't want to know either. I really do want to know. I hope they were like 0-14 and, and that they fired him and those kids never have to. <laughs> well, while you're looking again. that up, Seth will give us his. All yeah, right. I will. Uh, I'll round it out. I'm going to say AB, guys. I mean, I've been disappointed. I mean, like you're talking to a kid who – Antonio Brown kind of replaced Heinz Ward in my eyes for a long time. I grew up with Heinz Ward. I grew up with Plexico, um, you know, just big name wide receivers for, for the Steelers. And Antonio Brown kind of, you know, came in. We kept him over Emmanuel Sanders. We, you know, we didn't pay Mike Wallace. We didn't pay a lot of people. And Antonio Brown just, I mean, maybe it's a Steelers fan of me, but what he kind of did is, you know, the end of this his tenure with Pittsburgh was pretty atrocious. And then the whole Las Vegas incidents, the, the, the freezing, the feet, the, the not showing up and, and just, you know, everything he did to get thrown out of Las Vegas before he played a game was pretty, pretty classless. Um, Patriots whole, whole ordeal was probably the most classless thing he did with that trainer. I think I lost all my respect for him then, but then to, you know, just blatantly disregard the truth, disregard the health of his teammates, TB12, Gronk themselves, you know, that's low to me, man. That's low to me. Antonio yeah. Brown does not have the class to be in the NFL, um, at least with some of these other guys like Josh Gordon, Kareem Hunt. We've seen them come back, make efforts to be good people, do things in the league to make up and in charity to make up for what they've done. I haven't seen any of that from Antonio Brown. For sure. There's no remorse on his end no, for anything. No. Not one no. thing. Not ever. The fact nope. that he, he might have two Super Bowls and Lev Bell might have a Super Bowl now um, after this season just is an absolute fucking abomination. I know we don't like to – I'll try to drop the F-bomb on him up, but Antonio Brown, goddamn, get out of here, NFL. Kids are in bed. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, do you have any final advice, whether it be – Week 17 related, whether it be New Year related, um, it's a big time for us here. Not just at In Between Media, but for everyone in the world. So um, I'll, I'll leave the floor with you guys. Go to bed early. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You make better decisions if you're in bed. <laughs> <laughs> Start it's your true. year off right. Go to bed before midnight, kids. Yeah. Um, so I will second that. And then just real quick, on kind of a somber note, um, John Madden oh. passed away this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, hit me kind of hard when I found out because he's a big part of the reason that I love football so much. So I grew up on him and Pat Summerall being the combo on CBS and then Fox that they were, and obviously the video games, but he was such a huge part of the game when I was a kid and he was such a personality. Um Sad for his family, um, prayers for them. And John Madden was awesome. Sad to see him go. He was a huge part of why the NFL is what it is to my generation and how it blossomed for your generation and for future generations. So he was a great man. I'm sad to see him away. Mm-hmm. Love that, Nate. Yeah, John Madden. Um, it was just kind of getting out of commentating when I was kind of getting into football. But, I mean, his impact on the video games, like those games – changed my life i probably wouldn't be sitting here today if it wasn't for mm-hmm. madden 05 through 08 man i played the just the living hell out of those games so um rest in peace john madden thoughts go out to your family thank you for everything you did to impact the game 
today that we love that we're playing fantasy football championships and this weekend. Nate, Jen, thank you so much for your guys' analysis all season long. We're going to be here throughout the month of January kind of recapping things, doing a, a debrief of, of, of things. So make sure you tune back into the In Between Fantasy Football podcast. We appreciate all our audience members out there who've been listening all season long. Good luck in your championship, guys. Bring them home, IBT family. We know you guys got this. Take care and keep it in between until then. The In Between Fantasy Football Podcast. So one thing that you know really sets us apart here is, is we're not afraid to talk about other things that maybe aren't super fantasy related. Do what you can to become a better person, to become a better human.